The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to our Dallas Cowboys postgame show. That intro felt felt short, felt shy. What's going on, everybody? My name is RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from all throughout the Blog and the Boys universe. Welcome to our Dallas Cowboys post-game show here on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel, the Blog and the Boys Twitch channel, and the Blog and the Boys Facebook page. You can watch this show live on any one of those platforms. You can also catch the rewatch on any one of those platforms at your own convenience. If you're on the YouTube side of things, please like the video. Please subscribe. If you're an audio person, you can listen to this show on the Blog and the Boys podcast network. Make sure you check out Blog and the Boys wherever you go. Blogandtheboys.com, 24-7, 365 Dallas Cowboys coverage, the best in the business, much like our Dallas Cowboys. It is Sunday, September 10th, 1033 Central Standard Time in the PM, of course, and the Dallas Cowboys are in first place in the NFC East. After the Cowboys not just took apart, not just destroyed, not just demolished, but after the Dallas Cowboys completely and totally, absolutely, undeniably, unequivocally, irrevocably destroyed the New York not good at football Giants 40 to zero the final score not 40 to three a little pity field goal not 40 to 10 a touchdown and something not 40 to nine three of those field goals no 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 the Dallas Cowboys have a point differential on the 2023 season of plus four zero after blanking after skunking the new york giants the cowboys now one and oh on the season the cowboys importantly one and oh within division the cowboys have one of their six nfc east games already done and more than that the dallas cowboys one and oh in their road divisional games the cowboys only have to travel for two more contests within the storied nfc east they already have a win it is a massive thing to start the season with just in general if the cowboys had won this game I don't know, six to three, it would have been a massive bit of wind in their sails. But to just absolutely demoralize the New York Giants was beyond anything that any of us, I think, could have anticipated, no matter how optimistic we said, we talked about, we screamed, we did our best to hush the national narrative. What's going to happen with all the Dak Prescott interceptions? What's going to happen with Mike McCarthy, the play caller? Is everybody going to be all right? How are the Cowboys going to possibly score from the goal line without Zeke Elliott on their team? By the way, rough day for Zeke with the fumble. It's okay. Zeke will be all right. How are all these things going to happen? They're going to work themselves out. This is one of the best teams in the National Football League. This is, in fact, a Super Bowl contender. You can say it. You can believe it. In fact, saying it isn't enough. I don't want you to tattoo it on your forehead or anything, but you have to scream it out loud wherever you are. The Dallas Cowboys may be the best team in the NFL right now. They certainly played like that on Sunday night. This is, in fact, our live postgame show. We're going to get to all your comments, going to get to my stock report, which I have written. It is available at bloggingtheboys.com. I'll also have a bit up on my Instagram about it. I am on Twitter and Instagram at Ochoa on TikTok, rj.ochoa, threads at rj.ochoa. If we're still doing that thing, if you want to send me an email, you can, rj.ochoa at sbnation.com. Last thing before we get going, if you are on the YouTube side of things, we have a poll going for you to vote for our star 
star of the game from Sunday night's win for the Dallas Cowboys are options. It's kind of a weird thing. Uh, no real obvious candidate because everybody was amazing. Micah Parsons, Stephon Gilmore, who recorded his first interception as a member of the Dallas Cowboys in fewer than 20 overall game minutes. Deron Bland, who, of course, took the popped up fumble, interception, whatever you want to call it as, uh, to the house for a defensive touchdown for the Dallas Cowboys. And Wanye Thomas, who many people fought for to be on the 53-man roster and had the block field, the, the, uh, the block field goal, excuse me, that got the party going. Kevin offers, how do we not have digs on this poll? It's Look, it was really tough. If you want to write in somebody, I'm open to that. But I, my personal opinion is Micah Parsons, but I'm down to see what the votes have to offer. All right, let's get to your super chats. Thank you, everyone, who has obviously already offered a super chat. Uh, we've got Sam. Let's see here. I don't know if I can scroll up. Let's uh, get to the very beginning here. Uh, first one, Casey Cooper. Think of the super chat, Casey. I'm missing your comment. I'll do my best to look for it as we move on throughout the night. Uh, Perry Peters, think of the super chat, says, well, 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 uh, well, 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 indeed. A triple dub night for the Dallas Cowboys. Paul, thank you for the super chat. How about them Cowboys? Hey, RJ and everyone, Dallas looked far and away like the best in the NFC East and at least on par with San Fran. It is worth mentioning that the 49ers looked incredible in their throttling of the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday afternoon. Week five, maybe an NFC championship preview. If this, <coughs> Excuse me, if this keeps up. I did bring a glass of tea. I've been a bit under the weather generally lately, so I'm good to go. But I don't want to look too far ahead. Obviously, we all have high expectations and high hopes uh, for the Cowboys this season. It's just one win. It's one game. We got to take them one week at a time. So we all got to stay measured. We got to stay grounded. Kevin Hercules, thank you for the Super Chat, says Aaron Rodgers' voice, we own you. That is so true. In case somebody does not know, the Dallas Cowboys have now beaten the New York Giants 11 times in a row that's one two three four five six seven eight nine ten i need a third hand 11 times in a row with dak prescott as their starting quarterback the only win that the new york giants have registered over the dallas cowboys since the cowboys drafted dak prescott in 2016 outside of that rookie year in 2016 was when andy dalton was the team's quarterback in the final game of the 2020 regular season which the giants wanted to get to six wins on the year and then through the biggest just pity party because Doug Peterson and the Eagles tanked their game away later that night on Sunday Night Football where the Cowboys just destroyed the Giants. But yes, Dak Prescott does indeed own the New York Giants. Let's keep going. Thanks for the comment once again, Kevin. Rolling through Super Chats first. Astro Joe says stock up. Mike McCarthy stock down tight ends. I'm going to be straight up with you right now. I have 12 stock ups to hand out. I have zero stock downs. This is a nothing but positive vibes night for the Dallas Cowboys. There are some things that we can be mildly upset about and we'll talk about them, but my stock report is filled with nothing but directions going in the or arrows going in the up direction. Excuse me. Kel Benjamin, think of it. The Super Chat says, for the OG fans, can we get a how about them, Cowboys? Uh, look, Kel, um, I'm very, very blessed to work from home. Um, this is my home office. Uh, very blessed to do this from uh, the luxury of my home. And my almost two-year-old son is asleep on the other side of the house. So I will do it at a lower volume than I would if it was the middle of the day. But uh, how about them, Cowboys? Sorry, son, if you woke up. Trust me, it was totally worth it. Sam, thank you for the Super Chat. Says, would have liked to see the offense do a little bit more, but the defense was so dominant they hardly had a chance. Big W. The Cowboys offense really not asked to do a whole lot. You mentioned it, of course, Sam. If we look at the overall stats from tonight, offensively, the Cowboys had 18 first downs. The Giants, 14. We know the Giants offense was obviously terrible. Only ran 55 plays, uh, 265 total yards. Again, the Giants, 171. It was a very, very poor night for the Giants offensively. Uh, Cowboys had 4.8 yards per play, 143 yards passing, um, 122 rushing yards, uh, three or four in the red zone, had five penalties overall. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't what everything else was, but I don't think it's anything worth getting upset about. I know that's not your point, obviously, Sam, but uh, that is some good context, obviously. Uh, Murder, she wrote with a great point. It is the NFL regular season, and the Dallas Cowboys did just win a regular season game, which means tomorrow, Tuesday, is Victory Polo Monday. If you're new around here, the rules are very simple. We put on a polo, we put on a t-shirt, a hat, you paint your fingernails, whatever you want to do. You tweet me a selfie, you tag me on Instagram. I'm at RJO Joe on both. We share it. We write Victory Polo Monday. We have a great time because the Dallas Cowboys are one and oh. Let's keep going here. Brian, thank you for the super chat. Everybody follow Brian on uh, on TikTok at Talk Cowboys. Says the disrespect for Trayvon Diggs and the MVP voting is blasphemy. Again, it was a difficult night. Uh, Devin offers uh, Cowboys win and RJ's back. All is good in the world. Devin, I got to tell you, we didn't go anywhere. Um, that's our job here at Blogging the Boys 24 7, 
365. Our goal is to give you the best Dallas Cowboys coverage there is. Carlos Hernandez, 1902, uh, checking in from, I hope I'm getting this correct on the pronunciation, Carlos, Okinawa, Japan. Thank you, Carlos, for checking in from Japan. 40-burger feels so good. This defense, if kept healthy and intact, is a championship defense. Dallas Cowboys for life. Paul Beebe, thank you for the Super Chat, says give it to Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn called a masterful game for the Cowboys, obviously, on the defensive side of things. Trey Taylor, thank you for the Super Chat, says I know we got a bad rap as saying we're going to the Super Bowl after every win, but this is the first game where it's actually valid. I think that that is fair. All right, we are all caught up in Super Chats. Thank you, everybody, who has donated, obviously, to the overall fund. Uh, Tristine says on the Book of Faces, looking forward to this edition of trolling the nation i will do my best uh to talk to the fantastic occ one cool customer who is the originator of trolling the nation at blogging the boys i think that occ will be in the mood to do it after this win uh but it is a little bit complicated it's a lot of work but thankfully occ is usually up for the challenge carlos says i crushed the pronunciation all right Let's get going here. Uh, Steve says, stock up Noah Iggy. Uh, Noah Igbenogany is what Noah, uh, Steve, ex- excuse me, is getting to. When you play defense and score a touchdown, you're stock up. I don't make the rules. That is very well said. Paul, with another super chat, this OCC, please see this trolling the nation, please. Again, I will forward your message, Paul, uh, to the GOAT that is OCC. Alfred offers, uh, where was it here? I just lost it a moment ago. Uh, Turpin's first touchdown as a Dallas Cowboy. That is correct, Kevontae Turpin. The New York Giants, though, are kind of used to number nine for the Cowboys, just scoring all over them. So for them, it was kind of par for the course. Uh, but a congratulations to Kevontae Turpin, obviously. Uh, let's see here. Let's keep going. Uh, Papa Dallas says Doomsday defense is back. I would honestly offer the Doomsday defense has been here. Uh, this has been an incredible run of defensive play for the Cowboys, now stemming back to the drafting of Micah Parsons two years ago now. Uh, Micah is obviously a candidate for our star of the game award here on our postgame show. And I'm just running out of words to describe Micah Parsons at this point. Micah is a, a different breed. He is a different cat. Um, I have no real way of contextual. Parsons offers to the Dallas Cowboys. In fact, as I take a look at our poll results on YouTube here, Micah has 72% of the vote in terms of who should win star of the game. He didn't have like, you know, a, a flashy play, like a one thing that you could look to, but he was just dominant. I mean, just play in and play out from the jump. I mean, Micah Parsons completely, totally, truly is different. He was only credited with one sack. And um, at present time, um, as we're doing the postgame show, the Cowboys credited with only seven sacks as a defense. And what a what a crazy thing, right, to be like, oh, only seven? I mean, you know, it, it can get kind of weird the way that um, NFL statistics are measured and counted if there was a rushing attempt or a forward direction involved with regards to the quarterback. Uh, but it felt like if you're stretching the parameters here, if you're being kind with the parameters, that Micah Parsons could have been credited with at least three sacks. There may be a statistic change. Sometimes that happens if you play fantasy football. You are certainly aware of that. But for now, the Dallas Cowboys, seven sacks to their name on the 2023 season. Brian, thank you again for the super chat. Uh, it says, give this $10 directly to OCC to do the show in the nation for tonight. Love reading those. Again, everybody, I will do my best. I will beg uh, OCC. All right. Let's get to some stock reports. Uh, as mentioned, it is a nothing but stock up kind of night. Uh, when you win in week one, 40 to nothing, you beat a division rival. And look, I don't want to do the like nobody believes in the Cowboys thing because a lot of people did. All right. Like a lot of people have been picking the Cowboys to be a Super Bowl contender. And it was so cool to kind of see the Cowboys just justify that. Um, and I'm not going to blame anybody in the New York market for backing the Giants. Everybody was coming after Tiki Barber. I had a, a bit of a subtweet uh, during the game. Tiki said, in case anybody didn't see it uh, this past week on WFAN, one of the GOAT radio stations, of course, uh, in the United States, uh, when it comes to sports radio talk, that he would take Daniel Jones over Dak Prescott 100 out of 100 times. Well, Tiki, I think we found time number 101. Um, not that Dak Prescott lit the world on fire on um, on Sunday night. And I don't even know that Daniel Jones was like horrible, but um, you know, it, it it was clear and obvious that the Cowboys, in a lot of ways, including the quarterback position, um, are just a cut above the Giants right now. Um, and so again, I'm I'm not gonna blame anybody for for you know being a homer in their homer market. I certainly give the Cowboys the benefit of the doubt sometimes in my own analysis. I try not to, but we're all human. Uh, but yeah, it was uh really funny. So Watsamata says, uh, thank you for the super chat, Watsamata. Micah is unblockable in the rain. 
and just wait till he has some dry footing. Oh, what a great comment about it being the rain, kind of like Prince uh, in Super Bowl 44, the halftime show. Uh, obviously, everybody remembers uh, it was an incredible performance, one of the best Super Bowl halftime shows of all time. In case you don't know the story, uh, the morning of Super Bowl 44, um, the production crew uh, called Prince and was like, hey, it looks like it's going to rain. Um, and Prince's line very famously was, well, make it rain harder, uh, which is kind of a badass thing to say. Uh, and that's kind of what Micah Parsons was uh, on Sunday night for the Cowboys, an incredible performance. Uh, Brian, thank you once again for the Super Chats. It's 40 burgers for dinner and a big donut for dessert. Let's eat. Very well said. So if it isn't obvious, my first stock up goes to Micah Parsons. I just don't know. I mean, again, I'm kind of out of words to describe what Micah Parsons offers the Dallas Cowboys. He is different. Um, you know, I think if you've been watching the Cowboys for a long time, every now and then there's there's just kind of like a time where something is really special. Um, I would offer the 2016 season as an example of this, right? There was this youthful energy to, to you know, the the kids, the puppies that were Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott. And, and not that that changed or dissipated, but it adjusted, right? Like they got older and, and, you know, obviously Zeke's gone now. But there is this just like constant newfound state of being with Micah Parsons on the Dallas Cowboys defense. He can do anything. I mean, he can absolutely do anything. He is maybe the best player in the NFL that is not Patrick Mahomes. I'm, I'm at a point where I, I think that that is not ridiculous. Um, it's Patrick Mahomes, it's Micah Parsons, and then the conversation starts for a bunch of other people. But Micah Parsons, again, only, again, only using that word incredibly loosely, only credited uh, in the box score, at least initially, uh, three total tackles, one sack. And, and you can, again, kind of look at that a number of different ways. But Micah Parsons is just a different, different, different dude. Paul, thank you for the super chat. Says, look at the sack Zua got before the half. He pushed two defenders back to open it up. He did beat his man, too. That is the Parsons effect. That's a very, very well said point. Um, again, it was just it was a clinic from Micah Parsons. Um, I'm going to try to go in chronological order, but Micah kind of has to lead the way. Uh, so that being said, the Cowboys, who had the first Cowboys touchdown of the season belonging to Noah Igbenogany? I mean, seriously, what, what an incredible trivia answer that will be when we all look back, obviously, many years from now at the 2023 Cowboys, the one Super Bowl 58. The first touchdown of that season was scored by Noah Igbenogany, but it only happened because Wanye Thomas got his hands on that field goal. All right. It started off a bit rough, right? Like we're sitting here and we're just rightfully praising and throwing flowers at the Cowboys defense for being incredible, for being amazing, blah, blah, blah. Um, the first defensive possession for the Cowboys was a little touch and go. Um, they looked a little bit maybe anxious, a little bit overzealous, you know, just kind of trying to do too much. It, it kind of took the Cowboys, I think, um, you know, a little bit of settling or a, a need to settle. Uh, but Wanye Thomas um, really just kind of woke everything up, kind of just broke through, you know, opened the dam, so to speak, uh, with the block field goal. That just was kind of the first thing, and then it was over, really. At, at that, You could kind of almost feel that it was just over. Um, so, Wanye Thomas, who, you know, fought tooth and nail to make the 53-man roster, and the Cowboys have talked about being so impressed with him, obviously, dating back to the origins of his time with the team. Um, so, to make that, that – that is, you know, it's football cliche and it's NFL cliche, but it's it's these players that find these alternative, not obvious ways to make an impact, to, to make their presence known and felt. That's how you make an NFL team. And Wanye Thomas is an incredible – example of that so uh huge kudos to him uh huge props i mean seriously what a way to start the season i can't though um in all honesty or in in all sincerity give a stock up to wanye thomas without giving one to the aforementioned noah igbenogany um if you score a touchdown generally speaking you're on the stock report in the positive direction and noah igbenogany who wasn't even on this team well what, two weeks ago whatever the case may be i mean Scoring the first touchdown of the season for the Dallas Cowboys, uh, just really an impressive outing, an impressive moment, an impressive kind of start for them, uh, an impressive start for his time with the team. I saw Calvin Watkins of the Dallas Morning News in the immediate moments of it tweet that Noah in that moment made more of an impact than Kelvin Joseph, who he was obviously dealt for Noah uh, as the Cowboys cut down to their final 53, that in that moment, Igbenogany made more of an impact than Kelvin Joseph ever did for the Cowboys. Um, I think Kelvin Joseph was a fine player and certainly had, had had a really solid camp and preseason, but it's hard to disagree with that point. Uh, so congratulations, Noah Igbenogany. You made our stock report. All right, let's see here. I like this question uh, from Steven here. Thank you for the super chat. Says, what did you like most about Mike McCarthy's play calling? Everybody was all worried. Everybody was freaking out. What's going to happen? Blah, blah, blah. Well, while the Cowboys offense didn't exactly light the scoreboard on fire, I loved that their play calling felt aggressive. I loved that everything felt 
um, like purposeful isn't even strong enough of a word. Aggressive may not even be the right word. It felt attack based. I mean, it felt it felt like, you know, the they're saying, right? They have told us that their theme for this season, all the hoodies and tumblers and T-shirts say Carpe Omnia. In case you missed this story, that's a Mike McCarthy has dubbed to be the theme of the season for the 2023 Cowboys. Carpe Omnia translates in Latin. I only know this because he said it. I'm not a Latin expert, uh, but translates to seize everything. Everybody's familiar with Carpe Diem, not seize the day, seize everything. And that's what the play calling felt like. It felt like the Cowboys just went and took it. The Cowboys showed up on Sunday night at MetLife Stadium with the sole purpose of vanquishing the New York Giants, with the sole purpose of eliminating all hope that they could possibly have in this world, with the sole purpose of completely and totally executing at a high level. And I love that they didn't take their foot off the gas, even at the end of the first half, even at the end of the game, still kind of throwing, still being aggressive, still going for it. Nothing is safe. I mean, take everything. Take everything from everyone. You owe nothing. You owe nobody anything. You, I mean... That is what I want to see from the Cowboys, not just on Sunday night against the Giants, but all throughout the course of the regular season. And you can't do that in, in a reckless way. Um, and so it felt really balanced. It felt really fair. Um, and so, yeah, uh, I've got a question from Crash that says I'm dodging the Jets. Um, I don't know what the question is about the Jets, but the Cowboys do play the Jets, obviously, uh, next Sunday. And we'll see what the Jets look like tomorrow on Monday Night Football, obviously. But uh, so stock up to Wanya Thomas and Noah Igbenogany. I do have a stock up for Trayvon Diggs. I know we uh, oh, I like this from Paul uh, of the Super Chat. Aggressively meticulous. That's a great uh, thing. Uh, but anyway, stock up Trayvon Diggs uh, forced the fumble. Forced the moment, the big hit, uh, obviously, uh, that Deron Bland was responsible for taking all the way back to the house and then had the strip, obviously, late in the game. I understand a lot of you are upset that he's not able, uh, he's not an option on our poll for star of the game. Remember when people said that Trayvon Diggs was not a physical corner? Remember that? That was a thing. Like, that wasn't like something, you know, I'm making up or something that, you know, is just plucked out of thin air. That was a thing that people used to say about Trayvon Diggs, uh, that he was not a physical player. And I will say, I think that the rap on him really kind of changed uh, almost a year ago. We're, we're sitting here kind of right now, everybody in the comment section is talking about the Jets, who obviously the Cowboys play in week two, their home opener at AT&T Stadium. Uh, it was week two last year when the Cowboys hosted the Cincinnati Bengals. And we all thought they were doomed because Dak had hurt his thumb in the season opener and the loss against the Buccaneers. Blah, 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 blah. And if you recall, in a moment, the Cowboys defense had to have Trayvon Diggs absolutely shut down Jamar Chase. And Trayvon Diggs has done nothing but continue to progress and grow and develop, honestly, since he led the NFL in interceptions. He did not have, obviously, the interception count last year because that was never going to happen. It was obviously always going to be the case that he was going to regress statistically from 2021 to 2022. But he has gotten better he has become one of the best cornerbacks in the nfl you can laugh you can roll your eyes you can whatever the hell you want trayvon diggs is absolutely one of the best cornerbacks in the nfl anthony thank you for the super chats is late to the party but welcome to the thunderdome that's right uh very well said anthony appreciate the super chat uh let's see here Doxon seven says uh, diggs earned his bag trayvon that's another thing like Sometimes that happens in the NFL, and it's unfortunate. Players get paid, and then they're just never the same for whatever reason. Trayvon Diggs looked like one of the best versions of himself on Sunday night against the New York Giants. Kudos to him. Um, I mentioned, obviously, the forced turnover that he had at the very beginning of the game. I have to say, again, stock up to Deron Bland. Uh, Deron Bland and Noah Igbenogany earned their stock ups to me, but they also kind of felt like an apologies um, to the pure Dallas fans. Um, both Noah Igbenogany and Deron Bland to me were LeBron in the D-Way LeBron fa you know, famous photo. Um, like that that just kind of felt like I, we, I had to get them on the stock up list. I mean, you know, you slam dunk at home, you got to be on the list. Um, so well said. But anyway, uh, kudos to Deron Bland picking up right where he left off, obviously, uh, with a stellar rookie season for the Dallas Cowboys. So well done. Uh, but I want to get to this one now. All right. Uh, Kevin, by the way, with a great comment, as you guys noticed, there are no trolls from other teams in here tonight. They are scared after that game. Well done. Sean offers a super chat. Thank you very much, Sean, says Marquise Bell. I thought Marquise had a great game. I don't have him on my stock report. I, I had 12 names. It was really difficult, honestly, to limit it to just 12 even. It was that incredible of a game for the Cowboys in every sense. Uh, but moving on, stock up to Stephon Gilmore. It took fewer than 20 minutes of game time, as in time measured on a game clock, for Stephon Gilmore to record his first interception 
with the Dallas Cowboys. Stephon Gilmore, number the Dallas Cowboys. Doesn't get old, does it? It doesn't. Look, it's so cool that Stephon Gilmore is on the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and the interception was kind of boring, right? It was kind of a boring interception uh, for Stephon Gilmore, obviously. Dallas Pena, thank you for the super chat. I'm going to look for your comment. Um, everybody, if you are offering a super chat in general, thank you very much. But if you're doing it for a comment, make sure you get the comment in. Uh, so if your purpose is for it to be seen or elevated, we want to make sure you you get that attention because you're obviously paying for it. But thank you, Dallas Pena. Thank you, David, for the super chat as well. Stefan Gilmore, um, I honestly did not think it was an interception. And I still kind of don't necessarily trust it. But, hey, it, it counted and it was good. And I'm, I'm obviously very happy about it. Um, he was awesome. I mean, just he, he you could feel that he raised the floor of the Cowboys defense and certainly the Cowboys secondary and provided a tried and true option opposite of Trayvon Diggs. His presence really just kind of goes an incredible way. Um, Anthony says, thank you very much, Anthony. Finally having an elite cornerback too, if you can even call him that, lets us unlock our defense. I think that's very, very well said. And what was awesome was the first Cowboys offensive play, because it was an interception, obviously, that the team recorded. First offensive play right after that was a 15-yard completion of Brandon Cooks. And it was just this incredible, just kind of like shining of light on the offseason that the Cowboys had. And again, we all crawled through a lot of sludge in terms of national takes on this team. And we said forever, those of us who banded together, who bonded together, we said, this is going to be important. The Stephon Gilmore trade, the Brandon Cooks trade, these things are going to help unlock the team in an overall sense. And we really, really saw that on Sunday night. So, well then, uh, Dallas J says, great team win, guys. Great play by the offensive line. Kudos to everyone. Defense. Uh, special teams, that's correct. Um, Crash says, <coughs> excuse me, respect RJ, gangrene for life. Good luck, we too. I'll be here still, but Dak is a go. Oh, I understand this, Crash. You're a Jets fan, so uh, sorry about that. I misunderstood you at the beginning. We'll see you certainly a week from today. Anyway, uh, and 7 says, Gilmore is still a beast. Yeah, I mean, Eric says, I really think Trayvon tackling is because of Gilmore's guidance. You can totally see uh, that Stefan Gilmore has had that positive ripple effect impact on the other Cowboys defenders. Uh, my good friend Mikey Montano says, life is so good right now. RJ, Arsenal, Texas, and now Dallas. At least we can enjoy that last one, LOL. I'm a Manchester United fan and a proud fighting Texas Aggie. So Saturday was a very tough day for me in terms of college football. Uh, but, uh, yeah, congratulations to you, Mikey. Uh, good thing the Premier League is back next week. This is the best time of year. We got all sorts of sports going on. My sports heart is so happy. Anyway, uh, Joe Brooks agrees with me. Says, at first, I thought the Gilmore pick was incomplete. I totally agree with you. I still kind of think it was incomplete. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to obviously rewatch the game very soon, but I really thought it was incomplete at the beginning. Uh, Paul BB, thank you for the super chat, says, is this the best secondary, dare say, defense in the NFL and the deepest? Um, I, you know, it's hard to say it's definitely the deepest or it's definitely the best. Uh, San Francisco kind of goes right there with them, obviously. I, I think, you know, until our Cowboys beat those Niners, it's, you know, look, they're our daddy. And that's okay. You know, we, we got to be able to admit that. You know, that's that's okay. We, we have to admit it. We have to face that fact. Uh, but they're certainly challenging for that throne right now. Um, and as we move on, actually, one of my – or my next stock up, I think it's a really great kind of um, – it's, it's, he's emblematic of that idea. Dorrance Armstrong. Hand up. I did not like the Dorrance Armstrong deal a year ago, and I have atoned for this, much like Sari in Game of Thrones. Shame, 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 right? I have atoned many different ways. Uh, and all that contract has done is age wonderfully. I mean, age beautifully. Dorrance Armstrong has become one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. I mean, <laughs> that sounds crazy and it sounds ridiculous. And at the time, it felt like such a panic move from the team because the Randy Gregory thing had fallen apart, whatever. Um, but Dorrance has just been amazing. And there is a Micah Parsons effect. We talk about that, right? It's it's beneficial to be, you know, another defensive player on the field at the same time as him because you're obviously not going to see as much attention because he's taking all of it. But Dorrance Armstrong is doing his best, obviously, to capitalize on the opportunities in front of him. He had two sacks. I mean, two, two sacks. He was one of two Cowboys, obviously, with two sacks on the night, the other being Oso Adigizua. Um, but Dorrance Armstrong, again, I think to me is is – is kind of a, a, you know, a metaphor for what the Cowboys are as an overall defense. He is this dude, when, when we sit here and we talk about the Cowboys defense and we say all the names, it's Micah Parsons, it's Trayvon Diggs, it's Marcus Lawrence, it's Leighton Vanderish, it's J. Ron Curse, it's Donovan Wilson, it's, you know, Sam Williams gets a lot of love now, you know, Damone Clark gets a lot of love now. 
Malik Hooker. You know, I mean, we go on and on. I mean, how many names do we talk about before we even get to Dorrance Armstrong? And he is incredible. He is this luxurious point of depth. Stephon Gilmore, another name that we obviously talk about a lot. I mean, heck, we've been talking about Kelvin Joseph forever in the cutdowns of 53. Uh, so Dorrance Armstrong is an incredible luxury to have. Uh, well, done, well done indeed. Um, all right, let's get to some of the comments here before we keep going here. Uh, Mike Cantu says, always good to listen to RJ Talk Cowboys. Love you, Mike. Uh, Daryl says, Cowboys own the Giants. This was a complete butt whooping at the intersection of Route 3 and the New Jersey Turnpike in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Idan, my good friend Idan's, uh, everybody, Idan is one of the best grillers, cookers of food in the world. Everybody check out Idan. He's the man. Uh, he helps me with my pellet grill all the time. By the way, not trying to brag or anything, but I smoked a, a pulled pork on Saturday and it was delicious. It was amazing. But anyway, uh, Ian says, should we trade for a tight end or sign one of any available? It was a rough night for the tight ends. All right. I'm not going to beat around that bush. Jake Ferguson kind of started off really strong. Uh, and it, it felt like inevitable that, that Jake was going to get, <coughs> excuse me, that Jake was going to get in the end zone. Um, but then everything kind of fell apart and Peyton Hendershot had a bad moment. Um, I'm not worried. I'm not panicked. Um, just an off night. Uh, we know that Dak Prescott has a lot of success historically with his tight ends and including the ones that are on his roster right now. Um, so I think some patience is the play here. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no um, no rush for me to, to make an adjustment here. I'm, I'm very excited to kind of see this uh, take off in a number of different ways. Idan, by the way, says that he saw my pulled pork and it looked good. Thank you very much, Idan. Uh, Ryan says, are we worried about the lack of a run game? So all told, um, and again, kind of a weird night offensively for the Cowboys because, you know, it wasn't a night that required a lot on offense and it was kind of a night where the Cowboys were in cruise control. So they, you know, were, again, it's, it's a different disposition, uh, but offensively from a rushing standpoint, Tony Pollard finished the night with 14 carries in case you're interested. Uh, he had two receptions. He had three total targets at 17 total intended touches for Tony Pollard. If you missed it on Sunday morning through all the national news dumps, um, Tom Pelissero was the one who noted that the Cowboys wanted to get Tony Pollard between 18 and 20 touches tonight. Um, and it was 17 that were attempted, 16 total, of course. And Tony Pollard, while it might have felt a little bit like pulling teeth, 14 carries, 70 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, I, I think it's Idasoff, uh says what lack of a run game. They ran great. Uh, Kevin does note that Pollard also had a fumble we were lucky to get back. That's a great point. And while that's a fair point, um, another rule of thumb is if you score twice, you make the stock report. So stock up Tony Pollard. Again, I mean, it's hard to be upset about. I mean, it, it wasn't like glamorous, but 14 carries for 70 yards and two scores. Uh, I hope you had Tony Pollard on your fantasy team. My league of record did not do well this week, but fine night for Tony Pollard. Uh, positive stock. Um, and also, again, I don't mean to like, you know, make a big deal about this, but one of the like biggest screaming questions over the offseason for the Cowboys was, what are they going to do on the goal line? What's going to happen? How are the Cowboys going to handle their goal line looks? I'm so worried that the Cowboys are going to be able to travel 99 yards, but that last yard is just going to slip them up, and they're just going to be like a Mario Kart racer on the banana peel. Well, guess what? Both of Tony Pollard's touchdowns came uh, in goal line situations. I don't think it's a concern for the Cowboys. I think they're going to be fine. Uh, so all is well on Tony Pollard. All is well on the run game, so good for him. Uh, next stock up for me, uh, and I think for everyone, is a really important one because on some level, we expect Micah Parsons to make the stock report. On some level, we expect Stefan Gilmore to make the stock report, right? The best players on the team should, of course, always have their stock elevated, right? Like, that's kind of the general concept of sports. Um, but every now and then, you have somebody make the stock report that you just did not anticipate, that, that just kind of you didn't see coming, um, and, and you have to shout out, you have to give an attaboy. This is my favorite stock up of all 12 that we're handing out here tonight. Stock up. To Chuma Idoga because the Cowboys very were wise. Look, it's it's never easy to say we want to sit somebody like Tyler Smith because you're so excited. It's week one. You've been building up to this for the entire offseason. Everybody has all these high expectations of you. As noted, it's an important game. It's a divisional game. It's on the road. You want to start off on the right foot. Uh, you you want to have all of your offensive linemen together. Heck, Tyron Smith is playing. You don't know how often that's going to happen. You got to have Tyler in there. And I give the Cowboys a lot of credit for playing the long game, for understanding this is a marathon. This is not a sprint. You can't win the Super Bowl on September 10th, but you can do a lot of things to make it a lot more difficult on yourself. And the Cowboys, they were patient. They put Tyler Smith on ice. They said, we want you to get 100%. 
Chuma Adoga, the Cowboys signed in the offseason. We all thought, whatever. I mean, we were all super pumped about the Gilmore and Cooks trades that, like, nothing else really mattered to us. Chuma Adoga stepped up week one, started at left guard, and did an amazing job. So congratulations to Chuma Adoga. Uh, not our star of the game, but definitely our favorite player of the game uh, in some respects. Just uh, In some respects, excuse me. Just an incredible effort to kind of do that un unannounced and in a surprise sort of way. Obviously, the Cowboys have had a plan all week long, but really, really, really impressive from Chuma, obviously, um, to um, to do this. But Jared Smith 01 on Twitch. We have a Twitch channel, in case anybody doesn't know. <coughs> says, great day to be a Cowboys fan. Only team to shut out. Uh, well, there's one more game to go, to be fair. Only team to score offensively, defensively, and special teams. Only team to have a five-possession game. And only team thus far to score 40 points this week. How about them, Cowboys? Ooh, that's very, very, very well said. Uh, L2K uh, says, big stock up for Dak, no interceptions. I don't have Dak on the stock report. Again, kind of a quiet day uh, for Dak Prescott, so um, that's fine. It, there, there aren't a lot of offensive players on this stock report. I mean, we had Tony Pard, obviously, and we just had Chuma, but how about stock up for Brandon Aubrey? All right, stock up for Brandon Aubrey. How about a round of freaking applause for Brandon Aubrey? Because this man has been doubted at just about every turn. Uh, nobody really thought that he was going to amount to much for the Dallas Cowboys this season, and it did not start off well. Um, how many of you, show of hands, be honest. I, th this is an honest place. This is a safe circle, all right? It's a circle of trust. Shout out to Robert De Niro. Meet the parents. All right. Who was panicked? In fact, I'll go one step further. Who was pissed off? Who was pissed off? After the first extra point and the miss, it was not great. I'm not here to defend it. Uh, Watson Mata says, yeah, no, missed first extra point. I understand that he missed his first extra point. But you know what he did after that? He made all six of his kicks. And I'm willing, based on that big or that bigger sample size at least, um, to give him a benefit of the doubt. To say, you know what, it was kind of a wet, sloppy sort of conditioned moment, conditioned field, conditioned atmosphere. I'm willing to give Brandon Aubrey that benefit. He earned it to me. This this dude took seven kicks on Sunday night, and he made six of them. And I don't mean to just, like, you know, dilute it and make it all about numbers in that particular sense, but man alive, Brandon Aubrey, great job. We are proud of you. So way to go. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Caleb says, I was in shock, but quickly forgave it by the end of the game. Zach Fowler says, I was pissed. I'll admit it. Good for you, Zach, being honest. Uh, let's see here. Ernie says, I feel good about the kid, Ada. Ada is Ochoa. For people who don't know, Ada is Ocho. Obviously, Ada, people comment that a lot. So appreciate you, uh, Ernie, with the little joke there. Uh, Kevin says, RJ missing an extra point is like fumbling the ball. It is an auto stock down. Even if it is, right? Like it was a stock down to that moment, but he rebounded very well. I mean, he made six kicks after this, six, and he developed a, a rhythm, a routine, so stock up. And again, part of the game with the stock report here is that I'm not saying his stock is high, but it's up. It's up from where it was, and give him a lot of credit for, despite all the doubt, in the face of all of that doubt, not folding after the first missed extra point. So good for Brandon Aubrey. We're proud of you. We mentioned a little while ago, a shout-out, a stock up to my man, Wingardium Leviosa Adigizua. I, I remain convinced that if it weren't for Micah Parsons, Osa Adigizua would have won, potentially would have won, Defensive Rookie of the Year in 2021. He has been awesome. He has been great. And I know we're all excited about Mozzie Smith, and we're all really hopeful for his potential. The Cowboys have Osa Digizua as another serious contributor on their defensive line as a part of their overall defensive front. He might be the most underrated player on the team right now, Osa Digizua. He was awesome. Two sacks on Sunday night. Again, when Guardium Leviosa Digizua, and it's Leviosa, not Leviosa. So very well done, uh, Osa. We are very, very proud of you. My final stock up, and then we'll get to some other, other things, obviously. Kevante Turpin, you score a touchdown, your first touchdown in that moment. It was awesome. And it's really kind of a, 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 a I'm going to kind of break this stock up and give half to Kevante Turpin, and I'm going to give half to Mike McCarthy. I don't have Mike McCarthy on the stock report list. I think you could totally put him on this if you really wanted to. Mike McCarthy was a true badass on Sunday night against the Giants. But what I loved, I, I spent a week out in Oxnard. Those of you who are subscribed here to the Blog on the Boys YouTube channel or our podcast network or follow me on social media, you know that. We did a lot of things while we were out there when I was there with my friends from San Antonio. But in the week that I was out there, and obviously all throughout training camp, the Cowboys were using Kevante Turpin on offense. He was, they were sprinkling him in. It was happening. It was here. It was there. It was wherever, motioning him around. And as much as I wanted to believe 
as much as I wanted to believe, I doubted. I did not think that they would actually do it. I thought this is just this is just candy. This is this is just eye candy. They're they're not gonna do it. They're they're just playing with us. There's no way they are actually going to utilize Cavante Turpin on offense. I don't have the snap counts um, yet, but he was used significantly. And the fact that he was used at all is really enough for me to put him on the stock report. But the fact that he scored was really, again, it, it's emblematic to me of the fact that the Cowboys are purposeful, that the Cowboys are intentional. The Cowboys are hellbent on utilizing every advantage that they possibly can throughout this season and in the future. And Cavante Turpin, obviously offers that in spades. So congratulations to Cavante Turpin. Congratulations to Mike McCarthy. You two can share this one. Uh, now, Neil asks, why was Turpin in there and not Deuce? The Cowboys did have Deuce fond of the game early on, but the Giants called a timeout. Maybe the Cowboys didn't like that look and obviously changed things up. And I would offer the question or the answer as the question or answer to the question. Why? Well, it's week one. I mean, let's, you know, it's, it's week one. Nate says, RJ, I'm having a hard time seeing the value in Turpin instead of a liability. Pro Bowl from one preseason game and a touchdown tonight that anyone could have walked in. What else? The what else I would offer is he is dynamic. He is explosive. He is explosive in ways that a lot of players are not. I want the ball in the hands of explosive playmakers. And I'm willing to give Kamonte Turpin more and more of an opportunity to prove that he is, in fact, an explosive playmaker. This team that we all love lost in the playoffs last year because of a lack of explosive playmakers. So I want to I want to use all of them. I want all the explosion all over the offense. And Kamonte Turpin can certainly offer that. So kudos to him. Anyway, that's my final stock up. Uh, you can read this if you'd like at blogontheboys.com. Once again, make sure to visit blogontheboys.com for all the Dallas Cowboys coverage and content that you could possibly need. It obviously exists as a hub for everything that we do. But moving on, I mentioned our star of the game. We have our poll running, of course, on the YouTube stream here. And uh, I think it's safe to go ahead and call it. Uh, so let's go ahead and get the answer in. The BTB star of the game, uh, and everybody can say whatever you want, with 69% of the vote is Micah Parsons. So congratulations to the Lion. Uh, Micah Parsons is our first star of the game for the season here for the Dallas Cowboys. Again, you can make an argument that um, that other players had more statistical impact, which would be silly. Uh, you can make an argument that Trayvon Diggs deserves that. I think that that is definitely fair in some respects. You can make an argument that Deron Bland or Wanya Thomas or Noah Igbenogany, obviously. Uh, but Micah Parsons, I think, was the difference maker. He was the catalyst. He was the um, the match that kind of lit this whole thing on fire. Uh, so Micah Parsons, our star of the game. Well done. Brian convinces though that it is Trayvon Diggs. Uh, so that's, uh, hey, look, congratulations to Micah. Trayvon has a lot of opportunities. Trayvon can pick off Aaron Rodgers three times next week and earn it himself, and that will be awesome. But let's see. We have a few uh, minutes left, a little bit of time left. So uh, let's get through this here. Ronnie says, uh, let me get this off the screen here. Ronnie says, statement made. Uh, person, oh, I don't know what that is. I've seen these uh, things a few times. I guess the um, wherever you're commenting is not um, taking the emojis that you're using very well. Uh, so it's like writing out exactly what's happening. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so um, it was. It definitely was a statement win. It, and that's really, th this is going to be a different week. If you do watch national shows or listen to national shows, Monday is going to be a very different spin when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. And we're going to see a lot of walking back of optimism and faith in the New York Giants. That's what this is going to become. It's going to become the Cowboys beat up on a bad team. Well, they really weren't that great. Daniel Jones really isn't that great. Blah, 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 blah. That's fine. Let it happen. Don't let it upset you. There are no bad vibes on Victory Polo Monday. The Cowboys are one of the best teams in the NFL. All of the data proves it. It's going to be very interesting to see, obviously, how all the data looks after week one is officially complete. But when that week is officially complete, this week, I should say, the Dallas Cowboys will finish it in first place in the NFC East. I recognize it is only one week, and I recognize how silly it is to say this out loud, but I'm going to say it nonetheless. The Dallas Cowboys are in first place in the NFC East. And in case you're curious how that's true, maybe you don't know the tiebreakers. The Cowboys are 1-0 in the division. That is the tiebreaker. Um, and obviously the Commanders, who are 1-0, only beat another NFC team in the Arizona Cardinals. This isn't 1993, uh, where the Cardinals are a part of the NFC East. So they're in second place, and the Eagles, <coughs> excuse me, who beat an AFC team in the Patriots, are in third place uh, because they're 1-0. There was only one team 
in week one in the NFC East to not win their game. And for that matter, only one team in the NFC East to not even score a single point. And it was the New York Giants. Uh, let's see here. Um, Jacob says, is there a best D in the NFL convo happening next week after the Jets? I think it's possible. I think that the conversation is going to happen now. Um, this was a really impressive week for the Cowboys and the 49ers, two of the, if not best defense, maybe the best, best two defenses in the NFL. They both kind of lived up to the hype. Um, and so I think people are obviously going to start having that conversation um, in a lot of different ways. And the Cowboys have earned that. This looks like you can, you know, um, I don't know. You can, uh, you, you, you can, you can say what you want. I mean, this, you can talk about regression. You can talk about whatever. And and it's, it's not going to be this all the time. Right. And we don't even know what the jets offense looks like. I think we're all anxious to watch them on Monday night football, but this is absolutely one of the most loaded defenses in the NFL. And just because you look loaded and act loaded and are loaded in week one, doesn't mean that that's going to be true in week 10 or week 14 or the divisional round of the playoffs. But right now the ceiling is as high as it has ever been for this Dallas Cowboys team. And the defense is obviously a big reason why. And it's really difficult to find a spot on the defense that you don't feel great about, right? Like we sat here and we talked about, well, the tight ends didn't even play that well. And, you know, there was even the question, should we trade for a tight end, blah, blah, blah. There is nothing. Like, there's there's nothing that we don't love. It's not something that we don't like. There's nothing that we aren't head over heels in L-O-V-E love with when it comes to this defense. This defense is stacked obviously, uh, all over the place, all over the roster, um, which is a really, really cool thing. Uh, Anthony, thank you for the super chats. Is no one will score on the Cowboys this year. Orale, Cowboys. Uh, I hope that that's true, uh, obviously. Uh, let's see here. Astro Joe says, stock down. Still no BTV swag available. I will have you know, Astro Joe, I am screaming at my bosses uh, to give us blogging the boys polos or hats or merchandise. I don't know. Uh, Sherpa throws. Uh, to be accessible to the amazing fans of Blogging the Boys, the amazing users of Blogging the Boys. If anybody wants to tweet at SB Nation, you can do that. Annoy them. Tell them that you want BTV merch. So I uh, appreciate that. Uh, Joey says, what do all the Tyron haters – I think you're saying Tyron, not Tyrone Crawford uh, haters have to say now. Seriously, I don't have Tyron Smith on the stock report, but what a great job. Like, think about this for a second. This was Tyron Smith's first game at left tackle in, what, a year and, like, eight months? I mean, he didn't play left tackle all of last regular season, you know, what with Tyler Smith and everything. I mean, that was the plan. It just never happened. And then the Terrence Steele injury. I mean, so kudos to Tyron Smith, obviously, uh, for stepping in and manning the post and doing an amazing job of it. It was just an amazing night for the Dallas Cowboys. There's very, very little, um, if anything, to be upset about. And nothing but positive things to really kind of feel like on top of it. I mean, at this point, the Cowboys have a road division win. I, I, I really want to impress upon all of you how valuable that is. There are three of those. You only get three. You only get three chances to win on the road in your division in an NFL season. And the Cowboys already have one. That is a huge, important thing. And they have one in a place that, granted, it was raining and some poor weather that can be cold, where weather can become a more legitimate factor. Obviously, um, if the sun ever goes away through the worst summer ever here and it gets cooler and cooler and cooler as the winter comes. So having this road division win in their belt is a huge, huge, huge thing for the Cowboys. And you never know what a week offers. This coming week, the Philadelphia Eagles host the Minnesota Vikings. I'm still kind of a believer in the Vikings. I think I'm like the only one. Um, but you never know. And say the, the Eagles drop that game. If Dallas finds a way, obviously, to get a dub next week against the New York Jets, they're 2-0 and with a trip to Arizona to take on the Cardinals before Zeke Elliott shows up in week four with the New England Patriots. I mean, things can happen that quickly. And when you beat your division rival on the road, 40 to nothing, anything and everything looks possible to you. And right now, that's why we all feel so good as Dallas Cowboys fans. Chris Bailey, thank you for the super chat, says, let's go. Who expected this? Nobody. We are a force to be reckoned with. That is very, very well said, Chris. Um, man, just um, a really, really great day. Really, really, really awesome day. Awesome opener. Awesome time for the Dallas Cowboys. The vibes are immaculate. Uh, so, What's happening next? Uh, well, we're going to have a lot of coverage for you, of course, at Blog on the Boys. So make sure you check out blogontheboys.com once again for 24-7, 365 coverage. I don't believe 
this was a leap year. So it is 365. I don't know when the next leap year is. If somebody knows, I'm actually kind of curious at this point. But check out blogontheboys.com. If you like me at all, you think I'm cool, you want to be my friend, you can do that. You can follow me on Twitter or Instagram or threads at RJ Ochoa or on TikTok at RJ.Ochoa. If you want to send me an email, if you feel like it's 2002 for whatever reason, you feel like L Woods and Legally Blonde with the big like pink Mac or whatever it was, rj.ochoa at spnation.com is how you do that if you leave a comment here i'll do my best to get to those or if you comment on any of our videos i'll do my best to get to those as well if you haven't yet please like the video please subscribe to the channel uh because that's what we do around here we make content again we are everywhere if you want to watch this show we go live after every single dallas cowboys game win or loss there's obviously going to be 17 wins in the regular season uh so uh yeah subscribe to our youtube channel like us on facebook subscribe to our twitch channel we have Videos coming out every single day. We have live shows all the time. Myself, various Blog on the Boy staffers. It is a party around here, especially when your team blows out a division rival 40 to nothing and again wins their 11th game in a row against this particular team with Dak Prescott under center. Wow, what a great time. I had a blast. And I say this often, but it's because it is very, very, very true. Uh, tonight was week one. This was the first game of 17 that are promised. We have nothing uh, guaranteed beyond those 17. Although, let's be honest, we kind of do at this point. Um, and I love football season. I love sharing football season with all of you. It is amazing to me that I get to do what I do for a living. Um, and it is amazing to me that we, whoever we are, whoever you are, wherever you are, however you are, that we can be all over the world. We can be at different places, different time zones in Japan. We can be watching live together. We can be sharing live. You can watch or listen after the fact. But we all unite under this one banner, and we all have this same goal and the same one and the same ambition, and that is a common denominator that we share. Um, if you had told me in high school when I was just obsessed with the Cowboys all by myself that I would someday have all these friends on the Internet who shared the passion with me and who were just as passionate with me, it would have been the coolest thing ever. So uh, here's to an amazing season, an amazing 2000 and, uh, 2023 season as my dog barks in the background. A cheers with my uh, my hot tea that is no longer hot from me to you. I love you all. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys are 1-0 and and are in first place in the NFC East. And uh, it looks like we're not going to have uh, a whole lot of fun this year. So. Be well, everybody. I can't wait to see you next time. Have a wonderful night. And as always, go Cowboys.